0: Huntington University, they're the ones that sponsor this podcast, and I can't thank them enough. And they're going to thank you for listening to it by giving you 25% off all tuition if you're a Comet Season ticket holder. So that's 25% off if you're a Comet Season ticket holder, all tuition, online classes, on campus, it's everything. So to take advantage of that, just go to the Huntington University Admissions Office. All right, let's do this week's show.
1: bug say thanks a bunch. I think I'm moving soon. He crossed his legs and he motioned her to come and sit right here right. with a glass of milk, some Gary Lewis, and a finger in his ear. The <laughs> baby bug, she brought a plate of ten percent fat free and took him
0: from hey, everyone. Shane Alberani back with you here today. To Everybody me. doing okay? everybody making it through the day. Glad you could spend a little bit of time with this podcast. It is the Huntington University Comet Podcast, if you didn't already know that, but I assume you did because you're here. All right. Well, this week's episode, we're kind of getting back to normal. We had the Bob Chase episodes the last couple of weeks. So uh, today we're going to talk to Comet Forward Brad Ross. And when it comes to vast knowledge and and vast experiences and vast topics on this podcast, I don't think we've had this quite uh, of of the spectrum. We're going to talk about... uh, Uh, European culture we're going to talk about the NHL draft and somehow some way we're going to talk about cattle branding yes cattle branding on this show like I say it's not always about hockey it's about a lot of other topics I hope everybody gets maybe a little bit of knowledge out of this show so all right well let's just do it let's get jump right in this with uh, Brad Ross here we go (laughs) Speaking of injuries, I think uh, you had the the best or worst start to a training camp ever. Last yeah. about five minutes, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. First, oh man, 20 minutes maybe. <laughs> that ice and then got the goalie stick and the D stick and just... So funny because like, knock on wood, I never get hurt. Like I yeah. usually haven't had a broken bone. I haven't had... Anything like that, so uh, I'm usually pretty healthy during the season, except for then. For yeah,
0: sure. I was I was there and I saw you uh, wipe out there, <laughs> and then you got up holding your shoulder. Oh man! And you did. That was the last time we saw you in training I games. know,
2: seriously. <laughs> and then uh, yeah, that was like oh maybe a month and a half, and then I get a first game. I was like ah. Oh.
0: But you were patient. You knew the situation. Yeah. So you're going to get your chance. Absolutely. Yeah. And Benny's yeah. so honest with me. Like, yeah.
2: that helps because sometimes yeah. a coach can not say anything. Yeah. And then so it's like a month and a half of you just not knowing. You know what right. I mean? And that's been through that before, and that's horrible so right he's honest with me and it is perfect yeah. yeah
0: but the mustache was not injured
2: no it uh <laughs> it's perfect might stay there my i know my wife wants me to shave it soon but gotta wait till november's over <laughs> yeah
0: but you came in with that thing oh you, yeah you came into the the preseason meeting sporting that bad thing. oh
2: yeah it's uh <laughs> had to shave up and look you know presentable so.
0: <laughs> but i i had brady shaw in here and uh he was very proud of his mustache and then he saw yours and he felt very inferior
2: oh Oh my gosh! Yeah, it was funny. I thought I might be the only guy, and then I see two other guys with mustaches. I was like, okay, let's go. We got a we got a beauty team here. We got a couple
0: guys. And it's weird. Like all this month on this podcast, it seems like I, I just talk about facial hair, but it's like it's the month to do it, and you guys are all sporting the same look. Oh, and it's yeah. weird because. Uh, up in the press box at the Coliseum anyway I'm kind of far away and sometimes you can't see the names and numbers but you have to look for a distinctive you know face sometimes and it's like everybody is sporting mustaches and I cannot tell anyone apart except for Sean Slavsky who was going the baby face
2: yeah and Stuart too (laughs) my god he looks like a biker he's so
0: scary Well, and Stewie oh my god he's had the big long beard for the longest time and now he's decided to shorten it up
2: yeah Binkley was saying he's never seen him without a beard you know and oh, when he as soon as he shaved that, I was like, "Hey, this guy's in a biker gang,
0: for sure." <laughs> like, oh, uh, uh, Kyle Haas also looks very intimidating oh, yeah. with that thing.
2: Absolutely, and, he, and he's built like a lunchbox too. That guy is massive. <laughs> I don't even think I could hug him fully with my arms wrapping around him. And he's a great guy. too. Yeah, that's a guy, that guy
0: just just pure muscle. I, I patted him on the back the other night at Tip of Comet and it was like, "Oh,
2: yeah, wow." Yeah, he's a solid guy. <laughs> great guy too. All this college guys working out every day getting jacked. That's hilarious.
0: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's something that uh, us guys try to do. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, but, like, when you have access to the gym, like, all the time. Yeah, exactly.
2: You know? I'm afraid for when I retire, what I'm going to be like. <laughs> My wife's like, oh, you still got to go to the gym. And I'm like, I don't want to, Yeah. Though. Yeah,
0: but you're not – you don't have the, the mass that Hauser has. So no, It's not yeah. going to take a whole lot for you to maintain. <laughs> yeah, I hope – yeah, knock on wood for that one. <laughs> Uh, oh, so you're one of the few married guys on the team, right? Yeah. Yeah, so you're one of the older guys, which yes. is kind of weird you're considered a rookie uh, yeah. in our eyes because of the first year of the Comets, but you're almost you're pushing 30 now, right? Nah, uh,
2: 27. Yeah, 27. Yeah, 27 with my 8th year pro. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I got married um 2 summers ago to Caitlin, and uh, we got married on her farm. It was she lives like if you know Alberta um about 15 minutes from a national park. So, yeah. and our parents are cattle farmers. So it's just, oh, it's like a stone throw from the mountains. Yes. Yeah. It was so beautiful. In the morning, actually, it was raining and it was cloudy. And we were, our ceremony was at one or two o'clock or something like that. And so we did the pictures in the morning, and it was kind of raining. And then by one o'clock, two o'clock, it was just
0: sun out, beautiful. Yeah. And it was yeah, it was an amazing time. So you took the the chance of, of outdoor wedding. Yes. I I always cringe when I hear people do plan on the outdoor. Oh wedding. yeah.
2: Well, that's the thing. Like we had a tent for the <laughs> table and the food and stuff like yeah. that. But the ceremony was outside, and we yeah. yeah we gambled, and it ended up being a beautiful day. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. But, so. Uh, um, a farm, Is that yeah. What she said? yeah, yeah. She's uh, their parents are cattle ranchers, yeah. So, um, I've never experienced anything, <laughs> I didn't, so. I never went to a branding before, <laughs> nothing like that. And so, our first month or first three months of dating, she brings me, and there's like 60, 70 people there, all yeah. neighbors, family, everybody. And I'm like, oh, like for me, like I'm a little bit of a shy guy at the start, so I'm just like meeting all these people, yeah. And even her brother jokes around, like, who's this Brad guy? Who's this Brad Ross guy, you know? <laughs> and uh, ended up being a really good time, and they're such nice people. made me feel so welcome, and then that is, you know, that's a little bit part of the reason why I fell in love with her because yeah. it's just stuff like that, you know? The so a big and, family. Yeah, yeah, everything like that, and – um i have you know i'm close with my family and she also is and yeah. our parents are the same age so it just all
0: kind of worked out yeah, yeah. So do, do they recruit you to work on the cattle ranch uh, no
2: that's funny they're actually downsizing this year but uh <laughs> yeah her uh caitlin's brother carter is just like yep no we got another uh, set of hands <laughs> out here to you know cut the hay field yeah. and you know do the branding and all that and i mean like i'm not shy to hard work so yeah. i'm just like yeah give me a call whenever you need me for that's of thing.
0: We, we talked about the gym. Now, that is a special kind of strength. You know, you won't have oh. to go to the gym if you decide to go work on a cattle no, farm.
2: No, honestly, like, I'm so amazed at Caitlin's dad, Clint. Like, he works so hard. Their whole family. Yeah. they work, and, and it's day in and day out. I'm not even kidding you. Two months ago, there was a huge snowfall. Eight-foot drifts. It was about three feet off the ground. But yeah. they still have to go feed, right. feed the cows. They got to check, you know. They got to do all that yeah. stuff. It doesn't matter what the temperature is. And they're doing that day in and day out and now that is some hard work like it's incredible honestly yeah
0: that's that's farmer work is a different is a different animal
2: absolutely yeah, yeah.
0: so they have so they have cattle how many head do they have 300 300 yeah so, so it's, it's a big operation yeah. there
2: so they have yeah. um i think the land was passed down from um caitlin's father's side and uh yeah 300 cattle and uh we branded about who they have two brandings. so first one's yeah. a really big one and that's like, I don't even know, like, you know, 200 maybe. And then the little one is about 75. But, uh, yeah, it's a lot of work. So you talk about
0: branding. What, I mean, is that? So, yeah. yeah. So,
2: I mean, I don't quote me. I'm not too. <laughs>
0: now I'm fascinated. Too, now I want to Yeah, know. I know.
2: I'm not too familiar <laughs> with it. But, yeah, so basically there's just like um, a bunch of these little these little cows that need to be branded before they sell them and stuff yeah. like that. So they have um, six little like the six metal pieces they right. put in the ground and then they got you know maybe like five or six people on horses trying to round them up and then you know they get them and then they drag them and then there's this thing you put around their neck and then they come in and they just stay there you flip them on their side and then you got to hold them down and then they inject them with you know stuff to make them uh safe from bacteria and right. all that stuff and then yeah. um usually clint or carter yeah. comes around and they have their own branding sign then they lay that on their butt and then they're good to go basically there you go. so but then you can wrestle them too like they did in the old days and obviously they made <laughs> me do that the first <laughs> one so I'm getting like oh it's so muddy out there especially the first one was so cold oh my god it was, it was honestly miserable <laughs> but no it was pretty fun and so I'd you know you get down there you gotta wrestle them, grab them by the head and then you put them down and it's two guys so one guy has it, uh, his foot in between their their back end and then he has the tail and the other guy's knee is on their basically neck and shoulder yeah. and you're kind of, you know, twisting their arm. Like it might sound bad to people who, you know, right, love right, animals and right. stuff, but it's very, like, yeah. hu- humane. It's very, you know, they do everything by the books. Well, and, and you
0: realize how big uh, one of these steers are. You're not hurting it, them. Exactly, they're yeah. Huge. They're massive and <laughs> yeah.
2: especially the ones that were born early. Oh, yeah. my God, they're massive. Yeah. So, yeah, you got do a little bit of the wrestling and yeah, no, it was pretty fun. <laughs> yeah,
0: was so pretty fun. you're outside on the farm doing your wedding. Is there a certain odor in the air? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no. See, they have, it, their land is so big. Like it's, okay. Oh, it's so like from their house to the wedding site, it's, Oh, maybe like a two minute drive, yeah. you know, up and down little coolie Hills and stuff like that. And, uh, no, it was in their hayfield okay. basically. So, um, it was looking out towards the mountains and they built, uh, out of wood, um, Carter, Caitlin's brother and I, we built, um, we chopped down some yeah, like these huge trees and we made just like a little chapel looking yeah. thing and put flowers and everything like that all over it. And yeah, it, it was pretty amazing,
0: man. That's some hard work. Oh yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good though. Like I, I like it and it, it makes me appreciate, you know, what they do yeah. and how much they work. Like I thought, you know, I, I work pretty hard and then for yeah. my job and then yeah. I see them and I'm just like, it honestly, it doesn't even compare. It, yeah. it doesn't.
0: Yeah. yeah. So if you see a farmer, please thank them. Because yeah, you have please no do. idea exactly what, how what kind of work it yeah, is. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. My family owned a farm. I actually ruined their plans. They had a farm when I was born. They decided to give it up. So oh, my, okay. my dad worked the farm. He fixed tractors. He oh, all wow. Kinds nice. Of so after I was born, they decided to get kind of a normal life. Okay. So,
2: yeah. I feel like maybe yeah. more people are going towards that, especially uh, yeah. like what's going on now. Like, I know um, one of my, um, groomsmen, his dad is, um, a a crop grower and he lost about 25% of it because of the weather, just because of the rain, like it all got drowned out. Just like stuff like that, that can kind of cripple you. Like it's, it's not, you know, a nine to five where, you know, you're going to get paid this much this hour. That's what you're going to do. You know, it's it's up in the air sometimes, so yeah. it's
0: kind of risky. Yeah, but no. My family also realized, like, oh, if we had kept that plot of land, how much it would be worth now today. Oh, <laughs> yeah, they'd probably, you know. <laughs> so that's one thing my dad regretted for a long time. Oh, I no. think actually selling it in the early 70s. and Okay, uh, whereabouts know. was this? Uh, it was right around here. It was about uh, okay. maybe – 30 minutes away from Fort Wayne. So oh, was, nice. Yeah. So it's like, oh, it's like the land would have been worth millions, yeah. maybe. Oh, you know. No. So, ah. all right. Well, it, yeah. it, it caused me not to work on a farm. Yeah. So. <laughs> you win some, you lose some, you know. Oh, yeah. well. Yeah. So what do you? What does your family do? What does your mom and dad do? Obviously not farmers.
2: No, nope, no. Nope. My dad is a retired RCMP officer of 25 years, and now he's just kind of before. They're actually both my parents are retiring this yes. year. Um, he does security at the university now. And my mother has been a teacher for a oh, whole, I think about 30 years now. Yeah. And um, she, about six, seven years ago, transferred into being assistant principal. Yeah. And so this is her last year. And she's really just soaking it up of everything. She used to be a music teacher at the start. And then yeah. it was like grade three, grade four, and then graduated to being um, assistant principal. But yeah, so she's a teacher. And that's... Good thing, kind of I a bad thing. I just wondered how,
0: because I think Matt Bowden's mom, I think, was a teacher. And, yeah, and uh, I don't know if that's good or bad to have. <laughs> a Honestly, as your mom.
2: <laughs> it was school was really tough for me. Like yeah. I've so like i do one thing do the other thing i was all over the place yeah. and my mom kind of realized that so it my brother had it a little bit easier but um i mean she helped me a lot with my homework and, right yeah it's like are yeah they, are
0: they gonna be really tough or are they actually going to yeah like, hey mom
2: <laughs> yeah and um actually it was it was awesome having a brother three years older than me because yeah. he kind of paved the way for me and he um especially for the school because you know once he got drafted i was still in oh maybe like eighth ninth grade yeah. and you know I was like, well, if he's going to do that, you know, I'm going to do that. I don't need post-secondary education, which in hindsight, you know, it would have been good to maybe do, but that wasn't my path. You know, I got drafted to Portland and I went that way. But uh, yeah, no, I saw him, you know, getting drafted and, you know, getting a signing bonus and stuff like that. My parents always had a deal that they, if we didn't want to get a summer job, they would pay for our expenses. But as soon as we got it, that bonus, we had to pay them back. Oh, okay. And so they yeah. did that for my brother and they did that for me too. So that kind of helped me out. Oh,
0: that's nice. Yeah. It was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. yeah I just bought my daughter a new car this week oh and I'm, and I'm making her pay a little bit towards it every month.
2: Oh, that's perfect. So, yeah. You yeah. know, everybody, every parent has their <laughs> own ways and, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a good idea because then you kind of teach yeah. you a little responsibility. Yeah. You know, you can't just yeah. go blow money and yeah. do all this. You know, you got responsibilities yeah. and
0: yeah. So yeah. you got drafted second round, so you got paid a little bit. So mom and dad knew, all right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, when I and they didn't even
2: have a first rounder, so I know I got my agent on it. I was like, let's go. <laughs> but yeah, no, paid them all back in full, and I'm yeah. sure they appreciate that. But, yeah. um yeah, worked out in the end, you know. I'm yeah. still playing. I'm still making a living. Yeah. And so yeah.
0: so what, did, what did you blow your money on? The first? Oh, my God. <laughs> so how old were you when you got drafted? Uh, I was 17. So you were 17, and now you've been given a check. Yeah. And that's dangerous. Yeah. And mom and dad was like, all right, we need to put this aside. But yeah. I'm I sure they let you have some fun with it, though.
2: Absolutely. Like, I remember taking out my first um, ATM receipt. It was yeah. like $43,000, and oh. I was just like <laughs> – for the lot, you know what I mean? Like, no, it it was good. My mom was actually really helpful. She, um, I kind of let her control my money, and she yeah. put a lot away. And obviously, I bought a few things. Then my my brother bought a car and or a truck, and he kind of regretted doing that. Yeah. So I didn't go that way. But um, actually, my first year, after, so I got drafted when I was seventeen. I didn't get signed till I was nineteen, my last year in the Western <laughs> League, and. Toronto player development guy, Jimmy Hughes, you know, he on the phone call, he's like, well, since we signed you, you have to come and train in the summer with us. Yeah. And I was like, well, I train with a bunch of NHL guys back in Lethbridge. Like I have a really good training here. And he's like, well, if you don't come to Toronto and train, don't come to training camp, don't come to rookie camp. And I was oh, like, and then, wow. yeah. And yeah. so talking to my agent, yeah. I'm just like, what do you do and he's just like yeah. well you can do whatever you want they can't force you to do anything but yeah. if you want to be in their good books like you know right and so i um got a hotel got a place by myself and, and you know i spent a lot of money on my sp- uh my first signing bonus you know living there and training with you know the maple Leafs guys and
0: so they don't take care of that they're no it's their camp like, yeah like not, i don't know if the phba huh. has changed or right.
2: whatnot but yeah they weren't Allowed to pay for my expenses, so but they were kind of yeah. They're you. like they're like, well, you like huh. you got all this money for your yeah, signing yeah. bonus, like you know, like benefit yourself, <laughs> right? Yeah, so it's kind of crazy, but I mean, I don't regret any of it, and you know, it's better than it's your first year, you're a rookie, you don't yeah. want to go and be like, oh no, right. I'm not gonna do this. I'm better than you because yeah. it's not how I am. Yeah. So I spent my summer there, went there, and I made the team. So I think you know, I. I got sent down for five games my first year and it was the lockout year too so we had so many guys and so I felt pretty proud of making the team and doing that but then everybody got fired my first year (laughs) and so my first three years in Toronto I had a different coach for the AHL every year yeah and a different GM for the Maple Leafs Berkey got fired he's the guy who drafted me and then um, I think it was Nonis or something and then he got fired and then they brought in whoever the hell it was. <laughs> like, I don't even know. So yeah. by my third year, it was just like, oh, it was just a crapshoot. Yeah. So, I mean, in hindsight, would I do it over again? Probably. I don't really have that many regrets, yeah. but it was just kind of like... But
0: it's frustrating. You know, it's just like, you know, if someone recruited you, someone gave you promises, then they're gone, and then... Exactly, yeah. You're not you're not their guy. Exactly, yeah. and they, you know, everybody, when somebody new comes in, they want
2: to bring in their new guys. Yeah. They want to put their stamp on yeah. things, and I get that, you know yeah. what I mean, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, it does suck to a certain extent. Yeah, but
0: s- sports is not unlike any other profession, because that will happen.
2: Exactly, <laughs> you know, it's not like, and I'm not going to sit here and feel sorry for myself, <laughs> it happens everywhere. So, you yeah. know, you just got to kind of roll with the punches, and, you know, yeah. at the end of the day, I... You know, like I, I can't regret anything because, you know, my last year I got my German passport yeah. and I went over and I met my wife, too, when I when I uh, went back for my third year in the summertime and stuff like that, which maybe I wouldn't have if I stayed over right. in North America and stuff. So I don't I don't regret
0: yeah. Of it. Yeah. So going to Germany. So how was Germany? Yeah. Oh boy. Where do I start? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Let me settle in. Me stories. <laughs> uh, honestly, hey, three, what, three years in Germany, four years, four years yeah. in Germany, okay. two
2: years in the first league and then two years in the second league. And honestly, the guys I played with unbelievable guys, yeah. the German guys, they're great guys. You know, I can't say bad about any one of those guys, any one of my teammates that I had, they were all really, really good guys. Um, the way they—it's so much different than right. here. Like, they're right. they're signing guys at like Christmas time to new deals and stuff, and that obviously doesn't happen here. Yeah. And the hockey's de- like the rink's way bigger, right. so you gotta adjust to that. Like, yeah, that was tough for me. Um, but overall, the experience was pretty good. Like, I know a lot of guys go down there with no girlfriends and nothing, yeah. and that it gets pretty lonely because, a, you're like it's you're eight hours ahead. So it's tough to talk to the people back here in North America. And so it's basically just a bunch of um, video games and going to coffee shops and stuff like that. But um, so I was really fortunate when I met my wife. Uh, She came down for three months at the start, um, my first year. And then after that, she came for six months the rest of my my years. So that made it a lot easier on me, especially for me. It was like being by myself isn't maybe the best thing for me. Yeah. And, um, I kind of got away from what I was trying to do as a hockey player, like maybe drinking a little bit too much and stuff like that. And it's, you know, I've never done out
0: of boredom. Yeah, Yeah.
2: exactly. And, you know, I haven't really talked in public about that, but I did kind of get out of control. And so when she came, you know, she really kind of saved me, so to speak. Yeah. And I toned it down on that, and um, because it does, you know, even talking to some of the guys and they, you know, asking me about my experience and you know being honest with them, like it does get boring. And especially when you're on a team, like in the first league, you're allowed nine to eleven imports, and in the second league, you're only allowed four imports. So you have a lot more Germans on the team, yeah, and you don't necessarily always hang out with each other and stuff like that. So in the first in the first league, it was. A little easier you know go to guys places a little more single guys and stuff like that and then in the second league there's only you know um four imports so two of them can be from finland and then one from america maybe a canadian or whatever so there's not that many you know guys to just go over and do stuff with especially if they have wives because it's a lot more older like you're playing with like a lot of like from 30 to 40 year olds. Oh, wow. and they're always like, uh, yeah. a lot of them are married. A lot of them have kids. So yeah. you're not just be like, Hey, can I come over and hang out with you? You right. know, cause they have a family <laughs> and whatnot. So you're kind of hanging out by yeah. yourself. But, uh, yeah, I mean, um, the experience was, it, it was pretty good and you get two weeks off during the season twice. Um, just, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like it's just a break to have right. a break basically and so you're allowed to go anywhere, you usually get five days off. And I was fortunate every year where I got yeah. five days off. So my first year I went to Paris um, and then I went to Innsbruck to see my brother. Then my second year we went to Belgium and then we went to, where else did we go? Like Ireland. Yeah. And then my third year we went to the Algarves and um, Barcelona. So that's, really cool to me. And yeah. I love traveling. And obviously my wife yeah. does too. So to experience that with her and stuff like that, it's, yeah. it's, it's pretty good time. Did you pick up any German? You um, any of it? Oh, it's embarrassing, but
1: I won't ask you, but don't speak
2: any of it. Uh, I speak a little bit of it. Yeah. And, but so my last year, um, the only way my wife could stay there for six months is if she learned the language. Cause if you're a German and your wife is from a different yeah. country or whatnot she has to learn the language in order to stay there so she actually took the a1 and b1 test and she aced it so she got her german citizenship card from doing that so wow. she can actually speak pretty good German. yeah so whenever i go out now she just talks for me and stuff <laughs> and i've ch- i did learn a little bit of language but it's, it's a really tough language yeah. to learn like it's not you know i mean I, they say english is hard to learn yeah. too but like you really have to you know like my wife was studying honestly three to four hours a night like it was crazy yeah. doing the um whatever Rosetta Stone is right. or whatnot. Yeah. yeah so yeah it was it was pretty cool of her to do that and she's also very smart so <laughs> I feel like it came easy to her Unlike <laughs> me I really have to work at things yeah. but uh yeah I yeah, know it, it was pretty
0: cool so what does she do what she's, she's a nurse she, another nurse Yes. Every, all you guys are married to nurses I know
2: hitting the jackpot <laughs> really Binkley's wife <laughs> Legs is why they're all all nurses. I know, but uh, she's such a caring woman, and that's, like, a perfect job for her and stuff. Yeah, so so at home, she's a home care nurse, so she'll go, basically, she goes to the office, and then maybe she'll drive to a few people's houses, and she'll, you know, take out – maybe they're on a drip or something like that or need yeah. another band-aid for a burn or whatnot and so she'll go and do that and uh th- yeah that's what she does in the summertime
0: oh what's nice about being a nurse now she's with you here in Fort Wayne is that when you're a nurse you can work anywhere anytime so it's such in demand yeah that's what yeah
2: when we were looking online actually it was it was uh, kind of crazy to see like there was like signing bonuses like five thousand yeah. dollars ten thousand yeah. dollars like holy like you don't have and,
0: and Fort Wayne is the city of Hospitals.
2: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> left and right. We right bas- live right across from the Lutheran Hospital. and Yeah. Yeah, I know. It, it was really cool, like, to see that. And she's like, oh. But so she graduated the last year before um, you take this test, and then you're eligible in America and Canada. Yeah. So she has to technically take the test again, unlike, um, I think, maybe jason's wife yes yeah. she when she took the test so she would be able to go to canada and yeah. work so sh- so caitlin has to take this test just kind of like a like um i don't even know what it's called honestly but she'll take it and then she'll be able to work here sort right things so right yeah
0: so something she's gonna do or
2: she was thinking about yeah. it she's doing something else right now she's teaching um actually like kids from beijing it's called vip kid that's what a lot of the um the um i think they're called expat wives they do that and so she's doing that now but yeah she's she bought the book and everything and she's kind of studying up so maybe after the new year she might try to do that because yeah there's on the internet there's (laughs) like honestly there's so many jobs for nurses it's crazy yeah i don't know if is that everywhere in no i think it's
0: it's because of all the hospitals here in town okay it's I mean, you've got one, like you said, every corner, it seems like. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. My niece is a nurse. I oh, mean, wow. So nice. She, she, wor- she worked uh, uh, in the ER. She worked on floors. But now she's like a surgical uh, nurse where it's a lot. It's regular nine, nine to five hours because when you're a nurse. Okay. You yeah. have to work crazy hours. Absolutely. sometimes. Absolutely. She finally got a job where it's, you know, nine to five. It's regular hours. Oh, so. that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's such a great job helping people. You're yeah. making a boatload of money and you know like what's better well and
0: that's and that's we talk about farmers nurses i don't know how they do it i mean
2: honestly like
0: i i'm scared i was scared to
2: get the needle in my arm to get the flu shot honestly my (laughs) wife was laughing at me and my eyes closed and everything she's like you're such a baby i'm just like come on (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah uh tough hockey players you know sometimes I know right things. yeah
2: seriously <laughs> heights and needles for me <laughs> heights too. oh yeah oh yeah yeah just a fear like a phobia do you have a flying issue no I no I love, love to travel but exactly still. yeah like it's weird I feel like I don't know I'm a weird guy but yeah flying's not an issue but like going for a hike, let's say, and I'm looking over the edge and I know I can slip and not grab onto anything. <laughs> That's what freaks me out. I don't oh, know. What. Wow. Yeah.
0: Wow. Wow. So did you do a lot of hiking in Europe? I'm sure there was a lot of places. Yeah. Lot,
2: a lot of castles, a lot of hiking. Um, Actually, where we're from, like where all the mountains and stuff, yeah. like Caitlin and I in Alberta, so many hikes, so many hikes. Yeah. Actually, we went on this hike this summer and you literally, they screw in like a metal wire to the side of the mountain. Yeah and so that's where it starts and so you grab the metal wire and you're basically like if you let go it's it's a there's cliff there it's most terrifying thing i've ever done i was in such a bad mood too after it (laughs) i went with my wife my mother um my mother-in-law and um uh caitlin's brother and so yeah so they screwed into the wall and you're basically like freaking macgyvering yourself up there (laughs) and then there's a ladder metal ladder and then there's a tunnel like a cave and then you you know cave out that and then you go down and then there's just like a skinny ledge that you have to kind of oh. lean on to the left side <laughs> and then go across and then it goes to this you know big lake and beautiful yeah. waterfall but just like not for me and as soon as I did that I was I was th- honestly terrified and then <laughs> going back down and like Caitlin's brother is kind of joking around with me I was like dude this is not the time like I am crapping my pants right <laughs> now like this is, it was <laughs> terrible but beautiful views and everything yeah. like that but they have and you have to get a boat, like um, before the hike starts. You have to boat there too. Oh, so it's 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 a whole deal. Yeah, they got a lot of those <laughs> in Alberta. And it's it, it's cool. You know, I'm I'm down for the you know the ten mile hike on flat terrain, yeah. but when you go up cliffs and mountains, it count me right out. <laughs> oh,
0: my my wife grew up uh Pigeon Roost, Kentucky. Okay, and it's mountainous. You know, so she can't do it now. But back in the day, she could just take a hill. I mean, she would just blow by you oh, and you right. yeah. didn't matter how what shape you're in it's just it, people just have when they grew up walking around mountains they just yeah. know how to walk up them oh yeah it's it's a crazy little oh it's it, something yeah. else hey yeah oh man yeah. yeah
2: yeah but it's fun you know getting outside I love that nature fishing hiking yeah. I I love all that stuff yeah Oh yeah.
0: well, cool so you uh so Alberta probably a big sportsman's paradise oh yeah there's It's cool, my wife
2: loves to do all that stuff too. So in the summertime, you know, we'll bring our dog, we'll go fishing, we'll go hiking, uh, we'll go golfing, you know, all that stuff. And she's actually part-time, well, she's casual as a nurse, but she gets full-time hours. So if she wants to take a Friday off or something, it's possible to do yeah. or a wednesday or something like that so we'll kind of time our schedules around like when it's nice out so we'll be able to you know do those things even if it's like a monday or a wednesday or something like that so it's pretty cool yeah. we're pr- we're pretty lucky
0: yeah. yeah so what's it like growing up in alberta i know it's cold yeah. there's a lot of a lot of flat land or a lot of farmland oh yeah, yeah. it's uh it, honestly it, it was pretty
2: good like um hockey was good did a lot of summer hockey and stuff like that A lot of things to do outdoors, but yeah, in the winters it gets cold and snowy for a long time. Like two years ago, I think it was the worst winter we had in a long time. And obviously, I wasn't there, but I hear from my parents and Caitlin's parents, and yeah, just like minus oh, I think my mom was saying and where she was teaching in Raymond, it got to minus fifty six with the wind chill. And that's the thing about Lethbridge, where I'm from, is it's like called. I know they call what well, they call Chicago the Windy City yeah. or something, but yeah. they call Lethbridge the Windy City. And like, I'm not even kidding you. Like, yeah. it gets so windy that on the highways going out, they don't allow truckers to drive because uh, it'll tip them uh, yeah. right over. Like, I'm talking like a hundred kilometer or whatever the seventy miles an yeah. hour, or wh- whatever the conversion <laughs> is, winds and stuff like that. So just when it's especially when it snows, it's like blizzarding, and you know they'll shut the traffic down and yeah. all that stuff. But Besides the wind and the snow, it's it's a pretty good place to yeah, go up. Yeah. yeah,
0: well, we played in uh, St. John's last year in Newfoundland, and I'd never experienced wind like that, you know, and the cold. Oh, yeah. And it was hurricane force winds. I mean, we couldn't even walk in places because the wind was so, – I mean, you couldn't walk.
1: It's
2: terrible. Yeah. It, honestly when it gets to that point it's kind of terrible because you can't even leave your house to do anything yeah. you just got to stay where you are and you know yeah. I'm sure what were the flights even flying out or yeah actually
0: they? because i think because we we were concerned when the winds were really bad flying out the next day but yeah. it's like these pilots do this three four five times a day so they they oh. know what they're doing yeah absolutely you know? oh like, so there's but i mean that i mean i, I mean flying i'm hot and cold on it. Because, okay. Like, yeah. I had, we had one bad flight a couple of years ago and it's just been stuck in my head ever since then. Oh no. So now that, I'm that hoping. Can get yeah. So I'm hoping it, it works its way out. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I'm fine when, once you get up in the air and you're cruising, yeah. it's just the landing part always freaks me out.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm always, I always get sweaty palms. <laughs> yes. On. I'm always yeah, grabbing. Yeah. My wife's like, come on. Like she's yeah. so tough compared to me. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I think I'm kind of blessed in the way where since I've been 16, I've been flying. Right. So it's been like, and so many, like, because I played in Portland. So I drive to Calgary and then fly out from Calgary to Portland, yeah. like Vancouver to Portland. And been doing that since, you know, for four years in yeah. Portland and then going to Toronto, flying all that time. Yeah. So um, I think I've flown so much that I'm, you know, I'm over the... The jitters, but when you're flying high and all of a sudden the turbulence yeah. starts, like, I don't think you can prepare for that. Nobody can. You right. know, you start grabbing the seat, right. sweaty palms. Whew. Right.
1: Um. Well,
0: and I use this kind of rule. It's like, okay, the, the people working this flight have been on this plane hundreds of times. It's exactly. like, okay, if yeah. they're not freaking out, you have no need to freak out. But yeah. if they're freaking out, then you, you're allowed to freak out. <laughs> right. <then. laughs> So I kind of – I look around for the people who work in the flight, and I'm like, oh, no, they're fine. Yeah, they're, so. they're chill. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> we're good. We're good. So, but, I mean, uh, you guys I mean, you guys kind of – I mean, you guys get on your own very early. I mean, you, yeah. were, you went to juniors at what age?
2: Yeah, I so I had – I think I played five games when I was 15 with Portland. Yeah. And then, yeah, as soon as 16 hit, gone for the three-quarters of the year yeah. and then come back in the summertime sort of things. So that was pretty tough on my mom she said you know she there'd be times because my you know my brother did the exact same thing right and so uh there especially when i left there'd be times where she you know lay on our beds and cry a little bit just because you know both of her boys are gone yeah. and usually like a, a a normal person you know you have your kids until all the way till they graduate and yeah. we're going when we're you know 16 yeah. 15 so i think that's tougher on the parents than it is the kids yeah but, it also teaches you know for me to be independent at such a young age you know it just kind of matured me yeah. faster than maybe a few other yeah. people I
0: mean you can't even you know probably don't even have a driver's license when you go off and no absolutely you know.
2: yeah I think I brought a car there when I was 17 and stuff like that but uh yeah so they put like in Portland anyways they put all the school kids together yeah so we still go to school there and whatnot but uh yeah it's very on your own and yeah, I know you have billets making you food and stuff, but yeah. it's, st- it's still not the same, right. you know. Right. Especially being like, I'll, like where I'm from, Lethbridge to Portland, that's like oh, like a 16-hour drive, and, yeah. you know, it's a pretty long flight, so it's not like I was playing in Alberta or even Saskatchewan uh, right. or whatnot. So it was kind of it, it, – it was pretty far, but, yeah, like I said, it just matured me up right away, and we had a good group of guys, and that also helps no matter where yeah. you are or what team or how old you are, if you have a good – group of guys that makes everything
0: a lot better and it's also weird so you're going to high school and you're there to play hockey so it's kind of a weird high school experience too for you guys. oh my
2: gosh especially like so it was the weirdest thing so basically i don't know how to put it but so my grade nine curriculum was or sorry my grade 10 was their grade nine so when i went from canada the u.s it's, it's yeah it's, it's different. way different yeah. but then some of the stuff i learned last year it was almost like because do you guys have like a grade 13 or is that no. not a okay no so it was weird like i was learning like some of the books yeah. i did i read last year at a lower grade like yeah. i don't know if that's what but that's just kind of one of the yeah. things i remember about yeah. it but it, oh, it was super tough because you're learning the stuff that you guys learn which we don't learn yeah. back at home and then the last quarter of the year I go back to the Canadian school and I'm just kind of like, okay, this is awesome. Like I, I'm lost <laughs> basically, but yeah. the teachers were pretty kind and they yeah, you know, let us, you know, sometimes take tests on the road and stuff yeah. like that. So because
0: e- the high school kid, you're also traveling and exactly.
2: And, and getting home at like yeah. well, the drives to in Portland. Like if we were doing it in conference to Kamloops, even Kelowna, Vancouver, that's like a 12 hour bus ride. So yeah. let's say we play, you know, Sunday at five we're getting home at like freaking four in the morning and then we got to go to school at eight on a Monday. Yeah. And so, you know, the only thing I can think of is sleeping in class and just trying to get through the day. So that's, I'd say that was probably one of the most difficult Yeah. And you're you're a teenager
0: and you probably just want to be a normal teenager. Exactly. Yeah.
2: But, uh, I guess it's the, it's the price you pay for, yeah. you know, trying to follow your dreams and yeah. whatnot, so yeah. it's not too bad.
0: But your your brother went ahead of you, your brother Nick, yeah. right? right? Yeah. Now, yeah. Nick went – he was in the first round yep. draft pick. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, we – so, in our junior years, when we got drafted to the Western League, yeah. I went higher than him. He was a second rounder, <laughs> and I think I went fifth overall, and so – we had a big competition. And then when he went first round, I was just like, Oh, that's (laughs) going to be tough to top, you know? But no, at the end of the day we were both happy for each other and yeah, everything is so, so huge. I can't emphasize it enough about having an older sibling going through the same thing you're going through. And especially with the up and down when he first got into the league, like he, they were making him play forward and he got drafted as a D and the, people who drafted him also got fired too when he got into the league and everything he went through, I kind of went through. So as I was going through it, I, you know, uh, he was huge for me. I could always talk to him about everything, not only just hockey, but just life in general. And uh, he was a big help for me.
0: That's pretty cool for your parents, though. The yeah. Your brother goes first round; you go second round. I yeah, mean, that's, I. Uh, that's I th- unique. Yeah,
2: I think they were pretty proud of us, yeah. you know. And oh, I, I, don't think I know they are, and they tell <laughs> us all the time we had the best parents in the world. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, um, I, I don't think that happens a lot. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and we're you know we're both still playing. My brother's been over in Europe. I think this is his tenth year or something. Yeah. And He honestly loves it over there, and he just had a kid, so I'm an uncle now, which yeah. I frickin' love. I love Little Brooks <laughs> and yeah, I know it, it was pretty cool.
0: So where where's your brother playing?
2: He is in um, Slovakia this year, but the last four years he was in Innsbruck and then before that he was um, he played a year in the D E L and a year in Slovakia again. So he
0: enjoys Europe obviously. Absolutely. He's, he's loving it. Yeah, he's it, lo- especially
2: yeah. Innsbruck. It is one of the most beautiful towns I have ever been to And yeah. Most of the guys there lived out of town, but he lived right downtown. Right downtown, and I think they hosted the Olympics back in the day. Uh-huh. So everything downtown is just gorgeous, and like all these ski mountains, and all yeah. like it was just beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's got lucky, and it's funny because he's always like, "Yeah, I'm I'm such a European player." He's like, "I don't know how you're going back and grinding <laughs> it out like that," and I'm just like. Nick we're totally different hockey players like you're a point like he's put up like amazing I think he's been a point per game for a D-man the past six years in Europe and, and good leagues too so which is pretty pretty huge and like that's not my game per se. Yeah. So it's a little different, but no, I'm I'm so happy for him and he's loving
0: it. So. And you were the most penalized player in the Western League one year. Yeah. You? Oh yeah, I yeah. think
2: my totals like almost 700 penalty minutes or something like that. <laughs> but uh yeah, that's just the game I play. I mean, yeah. I, I finish every hit, and yeah, you know, I have a little bit of a temper on me from my dad. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and, and you're uh, not the
0: Kyle Haas type build. No, exactly. Yeah,
2: I'm a lot smaller, so you know. <laughs> Um, but I mean, I'm not really like, I play with no fear sort of thing. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter like how big you are. I'll still fight you. Like, I don't really <laughs> care. You know, I'll still try to like get a spark for the team or draw a penalty or do whatever it right. takes, honestly. And I think that's why, well, I kind of know that's why Benny and Legs got me on the team. They wanted me to play that way. And yeah. you now I'm totally okay with playing that way. So yeah. anything for the boys. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool.
0: Yeah. Um, I want to go back to the draft real quick because you guys get drafted and you both are... In the big building, I mean, you guys are there. The lights, the TVs are there. So, what's it like? Yeah. So, you were there when you were there when your brother got picked.
1: So,
2: when my brother got picked, he kind of. So, the agent, our agent, he's just like, yeah. So, you basically have like, yeah. So, team.
0: how does this go? Let's let's go the first round. Okay. We don't have very many first round draft picks okay. in this office. So, take us through exactly what happens on that day. Okay. Okay. So, for
2: my brother, I was actually playing summer hockey, so I wasn't. I wasn't there. Um. But so basically um, you have a meeting with your agent and he's like, so this is, you're about 25% chance. Probably yeah. there's a few teams that might take you in the first round, but you're a pretty big lock for the second round. And so my brother opted to go and he had, uh, my parents had a big party at their house and I wasn't there. But so this is basically how it was going. So yeah. my brother has all of his friends, you know, my parents, friends and stuff and they're all huddled around the yeah. TV and Phoenix has the last pick in the draft, and so they're all watching, you know, and everybody, like, everybody's drunk, everybody's just having a good time, and they're watching, and they're watching, they're like, and with the 30th pick, you know, Nick Ross, and everybody flies off the handles, (laughs) and everybody's celebrating, everybody's so drunk, and just like a, you know, one of the probably, you know, my brother's best, you know, one of his best nights of his life, and obviously my parents too, so proud, and um yeah they stopped the summer hockey practice for me to let me know and stuff which was cool and I was super pumped for him but so that's basically how my brother's situation yeah. went and for me my parents um wanted to go and I wanted to go too as in LA so that would be kind of a cool family experience yeah. and since we didn't go with my brother um we wanted to go with me and it was kind of the same thing they're like yeah there's a few teams that might pick you in the first round but you're more going right. to go in the second round and so um yeah so we went um got a hotel in la uh went to the first round sat there didn't hear my name call i wasn't really too disappointed because yeah. i didn't have to ex- say is yeah that, yeah was that a it, bad it, thing or honestly i'm not yeah. a person to like i'm i'm a realist like yeah they told me there's be like you know 20 25 yeah. percent chance i'm gonna get in the first round and so i wasn't like oh my god like i'm gonna right. go or like you
0: know what i mean yeah and so, um, but you weren't like every pick you weren't anticipating it. No, you like, no, no. Uh, I was more like
2: when it yeah. came down to the last 10 picks, I yeah. was getting nervous and stuff yeah. and it would be pretty cool, but that didn't happen. So went home, whatever. And then I think it's 11 in the morning the next, next day. day. Um, not as many people there, obviously it's yeah. not on TV and stuff, but it's still like the same, you know, the yeah. same deal. You go down and you get your Jersey and then, uh, yeah, Toronto traded a few picks away cause they didn't have a first or a second rounder cause they yeah. blew it with that Phil Tr uh, Kessel, Kessel trade. trade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they traded to get a second round pick and then they traded for me and then they drafted me and yeah, it was cool. So went down there met all the staff, put my Jersey on and then yeah. you go down a tunnel and then you do all these pictures and whatnot. Yeah. And then, uh, after that we went out for dinner you know me and my brother got pretty drunk and uh, <laughs> and yeah just celebrated with the family and that was, it was a really special day yeah. in my life yeah
0: and, you know. so uh the big party uh i mean uh who was all there who's at your party i mean is it the people from the, the neighborhood is it the family is it the friends yeah is so it, for
2: my brothers yeah. it was basically just like all of his best friends yeah. and like for my parents it was like their few like close work friends and then just my grandma and grandpa cousins yeah. sort of thing like that and uh in LA it was just uh my parents and my brother and we just went there as a family had a nice little family vacation yeah. did like the rides and stuff and <laughs> kind of like a weekend of it yeah, yeah. Did, did
0: you do the touristy stuff oh yeah knowledge?
2: absolutely yeah did the touristy <laughs> stuff went to I'm not a big uh roller coaster guy so I yeah. opted out on that stuff but no yeah it was it was a great weekend went to some nice restaurants we've all never been to LA and stuff like yeah. that so it was Cool, going to the Staples Center. That was awesome yeah. too. Like never been there, and yeah, it was it it was, it was a really good time.
0: Yeah, yeah. Must be cool getting your name called like that. Yeah, it, yeah.
2: It was uh especially to get traded for. You know, that's why it's so disappointing for me that they all, you know, everybody got canned. Yeah. Halfway through, there's like scandals. It was the Berkey thing uh, yeah. with like reporters and all that. Yeah. Like you can look into it, but <laughs> yeah, and so and it kind of sucked that way yeah. because. You know, somebody drops you for a reason, and then yeah. a new guy comes, and then they bring some other guys. They trade away some guys, and then it's just tough to yeah. adapt to. But I mean, everything happens for a reason. Yeah. So But
0: it's not, uh, but you had your brother too. I mean, he was going through the same thing.
2: Exactly, and that's kind of like he was more sad for me because yeah. <clears throat> he went through it and it sucked for him. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's just like just hap- You know, just like the same thing happened to me, and it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is what it is, but Right. No, really. yeah, it, it, it was all good. Yeah, that's yeah. disappointing. You guys, yeah
0: you guys got some paychecks and you're still playing hockey. Exactly. So, you know. Yeah, I
2: made the best out yeah. of it. Got, you know, as they say, robbed the bank, <laughs> you know, and uh yeah, I'm still playing. I'm still I still love the game and I'm still yeah. trying to play the same way that got me drafted. Yeah. So I'm never going to change that and same with my brother. You yeah, know, he's still working it up in Europe. He's made a hell of a career for him down yeah. there. So uh Yeah, it's not. It's not all bad. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So uh, you mentioned your your temper. You get it from your dad. Yeah. Where does dad get it from? He he was an officer, right? Yeah, he was an officer
2: for 25 years, so he actually had to, you know, keep it in check a little bit. Yeah, so
0: you have to be professional when you're you're an officer.
1: Exactly,
2: yeah. But, yeah, I don't really know. It's just like – and I'm also kind of like a I'm – a, I'm a big, you know, brother family guy. So yeah. especially when I see something happen yeah. on the ice to one of my teammates, I kind of like – that's what mostly gets me fired up. Yeah. And And so, well, you know, when you know, you see somebody get sticked and stuff, then I start – and that's sort of part of my game. Like I need to play with that emotion or else I'm not going to be effective out yeah. there. I'm just going to be like another blank stare. And, you know, yeah. I'd rather – be emotional and maybe cross that line a couple times and you know having a coach have to be like hey let's get going let's yeah. get going let's you know try to find something because there is especially in this league there's you know you have the three and threes you have the yeah. you know three and four nights and that Sunday night you know there's you know there is some guys that you know it's tough to get going and yeah. so if I'm not playing with that emotion and stuff I'm <laughs> one of those guys and I feel like if I can be that way and hit guys and do all that stuff Then maybe it might get the next guy next to me to be like, all right, like, let's pick it up. Let's start playing with a little emotion here. And then kind of like an infectious. So, right.
0: Right. And when you get to that third game on that weekend, everyone's probably tired and mad to begin with. Exactly. (laughs) Everybody's
2: like, kind of like, come on, let's just get it through. But, you know, (laughs) if you can get a little fun into it, if you see a big hit, you know, you get excited and then you're like, okay, maybe this isn't so bad, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And you've you played in the ECHL before, so you yeah. kind of know yeah. what, what it's like. Yeah,
2: exactly. I played five games my first year with Idaho, and then I played five games with Orlando, and then I played my last year ten games with Orlando. Yeah. yeah. So uh, both those organizations were really good. And, yeah, I just knew the whole thing. I think my first year in Idaho, I was down there for five games, all five home games, and it was like – something ridiculous like play wednesday play thursday friday saturday sunday yeah. off and then play like tuesday or something <laughs> like that like just hardcore yeah. you know and sometimes you only have nine forwards and five d yeah. and stuff like that so it is a it's definitely tough but it's it's really good for young guys like that's, yeah. like my biggest thing like my first year I only came down for five games and yeah we had all the other draft picks that made it they were down for the whole year and in hindsight, I really feel like I wish I had have got sent down for a really? longer time because I only played about 35, 40 games with yeah. the Marlies and some games I only played like a few shifts on yeah. the fourth line, which if I w- had have been down, like every time I went down, I was, you know, power play PK yeah. and you're playing regardless, even if you're the 10th forward, you're playing a lot. Yeah. and that's what you need as a young guy. You just need that time to play. Yeah. And so that's what I've been trying to preach here, especially we have such a young team that I'm just like, honestly, like I, t- I, I tell them, I tell all of them that. Cause I know a few. like you get sent down, you're pissed, right? Yeah. You want to be up there, yeah. but honestly, in the long run, it is better for you. Yeah. I can't stress that enough. Yeah. Like it is better for you to get that minutes, get that time, develop a little bit. And then when you go, maybe it's not this year, next year, this guy's really improved. Like, you know, then yeah. let's give him a shot. And then you're one, year tougher, stronger one more summer under your belt, it's just it's just better for yeah.
0: you. And that's what hopefully this league is going to come to. This the the baseball mentality. We saw it last year in Cincinnati and Newfoundland. They they do that. I think Toledo even to an extent, but but yeah, like like you said, I mean hopefully it'll be a true double A where these 20, 21 year olds will play the whole season together and yeah. then you reevaluate to Exactly,
2: the next year. yeah. And I think like you said Toledo, that's Grand Rapids, yeah. right? When I was with the Marlies, my God, like I'm not even kidding you. I think everybody my first year on Grand Rapids got a shot in the NHL for the next couple of years and even the East Coast guys that were there the next year then they were playing big minutes and I was always just like oh man like I kind of wish that was me because You, you're getting to play. You're getting to experience yeah. things, and then the next year, you know, you're with the A team and you do well, and then you're getting a few shots at the show game. Yeah, and that's what it's all about, right? Like, but could
0: you even like, you know, you're you're okay. You're you're with the Marlies. You're like, so you're not getting very many minutes. But could you say, hey, could you send me down because I'd like to play? I mean, I know that's sounds yeah. weird, but it, I, I mean, you're probably thinking I'd like to play.
2: Yeah, it, it's really tough situation, like especially because you're you're always you're talking with your agent and your yeah. agent's doing all the talking for you. Yeah. You're not like going in and sure. by yourself yeah. sort of thing. <coughs> Sorry. And uh, yeah, like that was – it's tough because even like, oh, like I know there's a few guys that, you know, you're with the Marlies and you want to get traded, but they don't want to – they're not just going to trade you, you know, just because yeah. one guy wants to trade. Like they're, at the end of the day, it's what the NHL team is going to be best for them. Right. So some teams might take that as, Oh, you don't want to be here sort of thing. And then other teams might be like, yeah, that may be a good idea. It's just all depends on the team and how your agent approaches it and all that stuff. But it's definitely not the worst thing in the world. And especially if you come down here with a good attitude and you work hard, I promise you that is so contagious. And Benny sees that. Like coaches see that, you know, if you come down here and you're moping and you're not, you're going through the motions, like, and the AHL coach calls or the GM calls, he's not gonna lie for me and be like, oh yeah, this guy's doing yeah. great. You know what I mean? Like he's gonna tell him the truth. But at least if you're working hard, you're going to the gym and in practices, you're working hard. You know, Benny will relay that to yeah. them, and you know they they love that. That's yeah. what they want at the end of the day is guys who work hard and guys who have good attitudes.
0: Yeah. But. So, oh that's good. Yeah, that's, that's good insight right there. Absolutely. So are you loving Fort Wayne?
2: I am honestly. Yeah. Um, it's funny because a big thing coming, you know, from Germany is like. We, me and my wife, didn't get treated that well sort of thing. It's it's not like here, like, oh, just an example. Like, we had a few wipes who were breastfeeding, and they uh-huh. didn't, wouldn't even give them a room. They had to do it in the stands oh, sort of wow. thing. And it was really cold. Uh, yeah. Like, the rinks are yeah. not, like, here. Like, I'm talking, like, they're, like, some of them are, like, kind of, like, bar- like not very good. Yeah. And just sort of stuff like that. And so our big thing was, you know, we just want to be treated nice. and Yeah that is all we've been here. Like not like, I'm not even kidding you. Like everybody I've talked to has been super nice. Yeah. You know, David Franke has been so nice. You don't get a guy who, you know, comes around and just t- one-on-one talk to you. Hey, how's your dog doing? Hey, how's yeah. your wife doing? Like that for us goes so far, Benny, like, you know, just when the wives are down <laughs> after the games, you know, asking, Hey, yeah. how is everything? You know, yeah. are you doing okay? Like that, it, it, like for me, I was like so shocked about how, how greeting it was how family like it yeah. was and for us that's like such a huge deal that yeah. like, has made our stay and for me not playing and stuff like that and just to have people so nice it's been so big for us like i can't even emphasize it enough and uh, I, we've just been super grateful for how yeah. every, how we've been treated and how everybody the fans yeah. you know you Benny, yeah. all the way from the top, all the way to the bottom, Skyler, they you know the trainers, yeah. Joe, like they're all just, everybody's so freaking nice <laughs> around here. And, you know, that I feel like that's probably why everybody wants to play yeah. here. You know what I mean? Because yeah. everybody, it's like a family.
0: Yeah, that's, that's one of the reasons that what we cultivate. And it t- here's a little story how good a guy – Ben Boudreau is a couple of weeks ago, right before the game. Now, my daughter, she runs the camera for the coaches. She does all the video. Oh, nice. So uh, she was coming to the game. So she gets there a little bit. I'm there like two hours before the game. She comes about an hour before the game. And I'm down in Ben's office and we do a, a nightly interview before the game. And my daughter calls me all of a sudden and <laughs> she was pulling into the parking lot in the Coliseum and a ball joint popped on her car and her tire popped off and she's right there in the driveway in the Coliseum. Oh no. And little literally I could open up the back door and I could see her. There there she was. Oh no. And so I'm talking to her and Ben's standing in front of me and I'm you know, so Ben's here and everything and Ben's like, oh, what do you need me to do, Shane? Do you want me to go get her? Do you need help? I mean, it's just like this is an hour before the game, and Benny—he's offering to help my daughter. Wow, yeah, <laughs> that's just
2: you know? the type of guy he is. Yeah. honestly. yeah, that's yeah. so cool. Yeah, yeah, doesn't matter. Like. Hour before the game, who yeah. cares? He's got to help somebody who yeah, cares he, for. Her. Yeah, he really. was like, "What?
0: You know, do you, want, you know she's out there? Do I need to pick her up and take her to the? Prom? I'm like, no, she's right there. <laughs> she yeah. can actually walk here, but yeah. I'll call a tow truck and it's all good. But no, that's the kind of guy he is. Yeah, that's, and I you know. f-
2: I feel like that too rubs off on like the team. Like I feel like people see that. You yeah. know, like you see that. I mean, every coach has to get mad at players, obviously, yeah. but I think just his general just how he treats people yeah like you recognize that and you appreciate that because a, a lot of coaches aren't like that a lot of coaches you know don't say a word to the wives don't yeah. you know to the media people don't say anything you yeah. know but here it's like you know he cares for everybody and i think that's like kind of a culture thing yeah and so i feel like that rubs off on guys yeah. especially that you know we have such young <clears throat> young talent here and you know they see the coach being all you know nice and you know and <laughs> just appreciative of of everybody, yeah. you know? And then, yeah. so I'd like to hope that sticks with those yeah. guys anyway. And you
0: tell those guys, Hey, uh, you're not going to have it any better anywhere else. L-
2: honestly, literally <laughs> like it. It could be so much worse, especially yeah. the first year guys that coming from wherever you're coming from. Like it could be a hell of a lot worse. Yeah. Rink wise, coaches wise, media wise, fan wise, yeah, rink wise, everything could be yeah. so much worse. And here, you know, it's it, it's amazing. Really.
0: Yeah, and the fans certainly care about you guys. Exactly. And there's so, yeah. I was so yeah.
2: surprised. I uh, remember in Idaho one game when I first got sent down, it was like a Friday game or something, or Saturday, and empty almost, yeah, completely empty. And I'm just like, oh, like, this is pretty tough. And then here, I don't think there's been under like 4,000 people. Like it's been like – Oh,
0: we're, we're at 8,000 every game. That's the average. We're averaging 8,000 at the
2: moment. Insane. Like that's <laughs> – it's amazing, honestly. Yeah. Like it's like for a coast team, like holy yeah. crap. But yeah. It's huge, especially when you like. I mean, I haven't played a home game, but even being in the stands, yeah. you oh, can that's tell right. you haven't. That's right. Gets thrown in t- first game, three and four nights. That's no, right. That's okay though. I'm yeah. used to it. Yeah. But But um, yeah, you can hear it from the stands. It's not. It's a no brainer that the fans are, yeah. you know, uh, a six man really. Yeah. Like especially you know you get on the power play or even on the PK or when like you know they're not. They're not dumb people. They know what the yeah. g- what the game is. So yeah. if we're kind of not playing that well, you know, they'll try to get the noise up and all yeah. that stuff. So that's yeah. that helps a lot.
0: Yeah. When we go on the long road trips, we'll have tons of food, care packages the fans will leave oh, for. Oh, yeah. Really? So be prepared for that. Really? Yeah.
2: Oh, that's pretty
0: cool. <laughs> I don't mind that at yeah. all. Yeah. So when we go on those long ones, like, uh, you know, when we go out to to Tulsa, Kansas City, I would expect some uh, some – uh, bus munchies oh
1: <laughs> that's right up my alley i love cookies if anybody's
0: listening cookies yeah. chocolate yeah chip. yeah <laughs> and the fans take care i mean yeah you will i mean the fans will make you guys food and oh we'll, that's we'll amazing Definitely. so i mean you hang out after the game so you kind of see oh yeah you know. there's
2: always like 50 60 people right yeah. right. and
0: that's another thing that i've never really seen, i've never seen you know you go to other rinks you don't see 50 or 60 people absolutely not yeah.
2: no yeah that's, I think that's just like, no, that's a reflection on how it's been ran here. You yeah. know, obviously like you keep getting those same people back in 8,000 people. Like that's insane. Like that's so many people like to consistently do that. That's yeah. Something's got to be doing something somebody, or somebody's got to be doing something right, yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, I mean? We think we're doing what we well. yeah. I think we know what we're doing.
0: Absolutely, but. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you know, you it's something, you know, uh, you know, I take for granted because I'm a lifer. I'm, I've been here my whole life and yeah. I take it for granted, but you know, you guys don't know sometimes don't know the history of Fort Wayne, but you walk in, and you see those banners and you're like, oh, yeah. wow, this is this is pretty cool.
2: Yeah, has it always been a big fan base? Oh yeah, I would
0: say uh, you know, when I was a kid, you know, I fell in love with common hockey in the 80s. Uh uh, so, But, I mean, th- there were some hard times in the 80s. The, the, the team actually left, actually left town and went to Albany, New York in the late 80s. Oh, uh, but the the Franke brothers bought the fr- bought another franchise and kept it in Fort Wayne. So there was, there was no disturbance. But when the Frankees took over in 1990, that was the rebirth of Comet Hockey. And that's when oh, okay. you have these crowds <laughs> of oh, 8,000 okay. people. And uh, the building was much smaller. Uh, it was actually expanded in 2002. So oh, wow. the building was only 8,000 people. The chairs you were sitting in are the original chairs. Come on. From the Coliseum. Oh, geez. That's so those, amazing. So those are the original chairs from 1952. You're, nice. you know, you're sitting a, in.
2: Geez, yeah. they look exactly like the German seats that yeah. they sit in. <laughs>
0: Old, hard. Oh, yeah. Wood. Not very comfortable. It's just no. wood and metal. But, uh, yeah, I managed to salvage a few of those. Oh, that's unreal. Yeah, yeah. Little so. keepsake. That's
1: yeah. so cool. Yeah, <laughs> spray painted. <laughs> That's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah.
0: Well, do you have any? Uh, speaking of that, like places you played, do you have any souvenirs? Like when you went to Germany, is there something that you brought back that was kind of neat?
1: Um,
0: no, but <laughs> just the experience was enough. <laughs> that, but
2: actually, when we played in uh, Bremerhofen. yeah, and so um, it's kind of like um. It's a big, I don't know, ship city sort of. Yeah. So when they were – so my grandma left from Bremerhaven in a huge boat with just like hay and stuff and traveled all the way to Canada, I think it was. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure. And they have all the names. They have this huge museum. They have all the names yeah. of um, the people who got on the boat and uh, migrated. Right all the way over and my grandma's name's up there and her family. So she went with like, I'm not exactly sure. yeah call me on this, but uh, it was her mother. And I think maybe like well, a sister and a brother or something like yeah. that. But yeah, so that's basically what they did. And so that's like kind of a cool thing. Yeah. That went and checked out. Well, that's cool. You yeah. got to see that. That's yeah, sweet. exactly. And yeah. actually, so she passed away in the summer, um, in the winter time. So I, and when I was in Germany, so I didn't. she was fighting cancer and yeah. whatnot, but, um, she came two years ago christmas time with my parents and i was fortunate enough to be playing in um where was it hellbronner is lot one of the two but her hometown like her house in the city she lived with, was 20 minutes away yeah and so we drove there and we tr- she had her old address and we were trying to find it and stuff we couldn't exactly find yeah. it but it was pr- pretty cool, and she was almost crying. That's like it neat. was, yeah, yeah, just to see, like you know, all these. Yeah. Years, it must have been like, oh, well, I don't even know, like. She's like 60 years since she's been, she left it w- there when she was like eight or nine yeah. or something like that. And so she got to go back just to the, you know, to the same area where she used to live and yeah. all that stuff. And obviously it's changed so much, but just to do that with her, it was like, that's it was pretty special. Yeah. It was yeah. a really cool experience. Yeah. So I'd say that's probably my biggest thing that I got to take away from oh, that's, that. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah.
0: So. Did the folks have any plans coming to Fort Wayne for a game?
2: Yeah. They're coming the 21st to the 24th of November. And so they usually, when we both played, me and my brother played in Europe, they would uh, come Christmas time because my mom, it's tough for her to get off time being a teacher. And so she'd do kind of like a five days with me and then they would train to Innsbruck and then do five days with my brother. But um, they're going to spend a little bit more time in the Christmas with them, I think 10 days. And then, yeah, they're going to come. I think my mom gets a break in November or whenever yeah. like the 21st to the yeah. 25th or something so they'll come and watch i think two home games so
0: oh see that'll be nice yeah, yeah. and th-
2: so they haven't watched uh or like they haven't seen me play in you know this in the east coast or yeah. like in north america in like 4 years so oh yeah since I went over. So it's, yeah. it's going to be a cool experience. For All me. right,
0: man. Well, this was a cool experience. I appreciate it, man. I knew you had a lot of stories. I figured you, uh, you're yeah. a good guy to talk to.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I really appreciate you <laughs> having me on and maybe another time. I yeah, kind of like this podcast. I think stuff. we're going to yeah. have
0: to do it again because there's guys, I mean, uh, you know, I don't like to make it too long because you know, people, I don't want to, they have time. You have time to do it, yeah. but you know sometimes you can keep on rolling because, like, uh, AJ is a guy who I'd love to get back in here. Oh, I've had yeah. Ben in here three times. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. so uh, uh, yeah, so we'll definitely do the skin before the end of the season, buddy.
2: Absolutely, that sounds perfect to
0: me. All right, man. Yeah, Thanks thank a lot. you. Sadly, another show has come to an end. Hope you enjoyed it. Brad Ross, what an interesting dude. We covered a lot of topics, so hopefully everybody gained a little knowledge and maybe went out and Googled a few things. I don't know. Uh, So hopefully this helped you out through your day. I hope you enjoyed it. I know I did. Brad Ross was a cool guy. Uh, he's also a great player, so he is hopefully becoming a fan favorite. So uh, thanks for listening again. Another one in the books. Uh, make sure you go back and listen to all the other episodes and see uh, which one maybe is is your favorite. We've had quite a few, and uh, we're getting great response. And again, thank everybody for listening. Thank Huntington University for sponsoring this and thanking our house band, Elm Treason. You hear their music in and out of each show, and uh, hopefully you're getting a chance to check them out. I'm sure they would appreciate you going and downloading some of their music. All right, that is our show. Thanks for listening and listen to us next week.